Welcome back to another episode of this Industry Life podcast. I'm your host, Brent Haskell. And I'm your co-host, Anthony Wilson. And I'm your producer, Katie garland Noble. And guess what? It's just us three. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I don't th- yes. I think I forgot how to podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I'm blanking right now. As yeah. soon as you started, I just like, yeah, it's been a while. It feels new again. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Uh, Here we well, are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything planned for a discussion today, but I figured maybe we could just recap on our our lives, maybe. Yeah, we need to. I missed you guys so much. I You look so good, both of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> You're Sorry, I, I, it's, I've been alone a lot lately because I've just been like on this trip. Um, so yeah, I forgot how to talk to humans, I guess. So I've been alone a lot bit. too because it's like a <laughs> pandemic and I'm quarantining and I'm, I don't know how to talk to humans either. <laughs> so. Well, for our viewers, I feel like they should know that we haven't, Yeah. us three haven't been together for like a month. Yeah. so i guess this podcast could just be us reconnecting yeah yeah i like that how have katie, you guys been you... yeah katie oh. have you what have you got to that's what you so i finished the first draft of the lego script and <laughs> i've already told like 10 people this story it's 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 a happy it's a happy story for the most part did I tell I told you Anthony didn't I yeah yeah so So more or less it was on Brandon's birthday right Brandon or the day before or something yeah and you liked like uh 80 percent of it or something and 20 percent wasn't it needs to get changed and it is getting changed but I took the uh I took the news a little hard. <laughs> but I'm way better about it now. And uh yeah. Poor Brandon had to endure me sobbing on the phone for like five minutes. What did you learn during that process? Well, I always take criticism really hard. Like I always have and I get really emotional. Uh-huh. And I usually try not to like have anyone else witness it, but Brandon is like so close to me and like I couldn't I couldn't hide it it just came out but I learned that I have to trust my gut because my gut told me Brandon was gonna like that part and I went against it so wow but uh, yeah but I am fixing it it's just been it's been slow go but I'm I'm working through it (laughs) I feel like fixing and going back and moving things and taking out things just so hard i feel like it's like harder than Mm -hmm. starting from scratch yeah you know it gets messy yeah Yeah. katie Katie was on the phone and she started crying and i was like don't cry (laughs) (laughs) and then the waterfall happened no it was i was beyond i was beside myself i was like (laughs) 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 i was like i couldn't i was inconsolable like for like two hours but i like like I pulled through. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and then good. Brandon sent me all these sweet texts and then like a big email like, it was great. I love it. Like, don't be sad. 
but that's uh yeah but I'm definitely I'm definitely getting back on top of it I don't know honestly I've just been kind of unmotivated like this it's just been like so dull I feel like not yeah, not mm-hmm. the script just like the pandemic but you know we're all getting through it and doing the best yeah. we can I guess I just never thought it would last this long honestly but no one yeah. did um uh, Anthony why are you in West Virginia um I'm here doing a documentary is what I'm here to do um I the script I was writing um it took place in West Virginia I decided to I mean I wrote a short film for it and I feel like I like it but I didn't feel too connected and I felt like I needed more research and also I just felt like uh there's just so many different angles in the the story of the theme I'm, I'm I guess I'm trying to present which is uh grandparents taking care of their grandchildren and I guess just like the struggles of that and how that can also lead from I mean because in the story the the actual parent has an, an an addiction as well a drug addiction and um but as I like talk to people that have actually gone through this stuff in West Virginia there's just so many different reasons why grandparents are taking care of their grandchildren and so many different uh I guess scenarios and ages of the kids and like it just seemed like I, I felt like I, I I can't tell the story. I need that like these people, the you know, the actual people to tell the story because there's just so many variations, mm-hmm. and also just because like it's so specific. Um, I don't know. I'm still interested in doing like a fictional film about this subject, but uh, for now, I just wanted to shoot something also because I'm so passionate about this project, and I felt like the documentary. You can literally start this right now. So I'm like might as well just start it right now <laughs> instead of having to like write it go through a few drafts find money for it it's like now I can just go to West Virginia I have all these amazing connections to grand families and the programs that help them might as well just come here and press record in the camera and start talking to people so that's what I've been doing <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's a, a good way to approach it if especially in during the time of the pandy yeah i mean like what else i feel like as filmmakers it's it's just it's hard to do anything but Mm -hmm. unless you have a lot a lot of money yeah i thought the pandemic was gonna be tough for this piece as well but so far it hasn't i mean last time i was in west virginia in the summer they weren't taking it as seriously because they had like literally only a few cases but they have spikes here now too. So um, it's definitely different from the first time, but um, as far as like, I'm just masked up and the subjects are, you know, and I could keep a pretty good distance, which is good. Cause I'm dealing with like elderly people who, you know, are the most prone to getting it and, you know, having uh, trouble with it. So uh, yeah, I made sure to get COVID tested and all that stuff, but um, yeah, luckily like it's been, it's cool that I can still make something. I mean, yeah, since this has, has started, I feel like I've been trying to make stuff during the pandemic. And for some reason, yeah, it just feels a little harder right now. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this documentary, luckily it isn't too bad. But when I was in LA before it was, I felt like things were just, I don't know. I did want to ask um, if you're able to talk about it, uh, Anthony. Yeah. So, how, well, I guess the connection that you have there, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but then yeah. also like how today went and 
yesterday. And so, oh yeah, yeah. So the connection I have is this amazing lady. Her name's Bonnie Dunn, and she started this program called Healthy Grand Families. Yeah, at first I used to interview her, and just to get like an inside look of what they go through, so I can write my film. And you know, she talked to me for like two hours, and I was able to get a lot out of her for that. Um, and then, yeah, when I decided to switch this to a documentary, I just uh, emailed her telling her I want to do this as a documentary now and I want to come this December. And she just loved the idea. She's like, I have so many people that I think would be interested in telling their story. And she put me in touch with another lady named Sue who works in the program. And Sue, um, I guess, like talked to some grandparents she's close to and First, they like wanted like me to give them my intention, obviously. So I told them what my intentions are, and I guess it checked out. So they, uh, she proceeded to like tell grandparents, and yeah, like two days after I flew in, I got to meet with them at this uh, this like board of education building, like a, a classroom, and there was only like three uh, grandparents that were there. Where it was actually just the grandmas, mamas. Um, it was just them. And yeah, I kind of, I had to like stand in front of them, let them know what I was trying to do. And like, I was really nervous and, but it all worked out. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. I almost filmed it. I would have loved it. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, yeah I, it's so good. Sam, so who we interviewed, he was talking about his documentary. He was just saying, like, I was just talking to him before I left for this documentary, just ask him for some tips and he was just like, film everything. So I thought it was a good tip, but I did not film that. I wish I did. But anyways, uh, yeah, I got to meet with three of them and interview them and just kind of get a gist of their story. And I filmed the interview, even though that's not really like the style of what I want the documentary to be. It's just like, I'm really just starting from the ground up. So, um, you know, it takes, I feel like what I'm doing is kind of, I mean, a lot of personal documentaries, it's, it's like a little bit of, of invasion of privacy, I feel like. And something like this, um, in order to tell this story properly, I need to be close to these people and I need them to earn, I need to earn their trust and for them to trust me. And so, yeah, I just, I've kind of, I mean, they opened up a lot to me about their story um, already. And yeah, so that went really well. And then the next, or that later that night, um, I met with another uh, grand family and I went to her house and she showed me around. I met her two grandchildren and yeah, they showed me like their farm. She has like a pet deer, which was really cool. I've never seen that. So I was petting the deer. I've never petted deer before. That was cool. That's it's so it's like a, it's a tame deer. That's yeah, like it's a tame their little deer. pet. Wow. Yeah. It was so yeah, so cute. And the, the deer is like best friends with the dog. Um and the kids were just oh awesome. Like, it was you gotta so fun. film that. <laughs> I did, I did, I filmed, I did. <laughs> and so I went into yeah I went into her house and interviewed her and right now she's like my main subject at least just for December while I'm here and I'm filming with them again tomorrow Wednesday and like just a bunch of days so I'm just kind of following her um and the kids and you know it's it's really again it's so early I don't even know what this is going to be yet but um yeah, I'm just trying to film all angles. I'm even trying to like get in touch with some of the parents that are, some of them don't have uh, communication with the parents actually, but the ones that do, they're, they're either in recovery or 
they're out of recovery and they're still kind of like, you know, getting uh, warmed up to being back and are not with their children yet. So trying to get that in my story as well, because I, I think it's really important to show all the angles. Um, but right now I'm just kind of focused on this one grand family, um, the kids and the, the grandma. And yeah, it's basically it. And I'm just learning, I'm learning a lot. And yeah. Are you, when you're filming, are you constantly thinking of like the overall narrative structure of what the end product could be? To be honest, when I first started filming, I was thinking about my fictional film and how some things were like coming to life from my script, which is really weird, which was kind of a good sign. I was like, okay, I must've written that pretty realistically. The fact that this is kind of me hearing that, but um, as far as like, seeing the end product. I don't think I am yet because I'm seeing like a very short thing first. And that's all, that's all I can hope to take out of this, you know, two week, it's not even two weeks anymore. Like, I think I have like 10 more days here. This little journey, this little documentary journey is I hope I can have enough to just make like a short thing, um, mm -hmm. sizzle reel or whatever, which I think I will. Um, and once I do, I hope I can uh, make like a feature long thing. And how I see that playing is I see me following three to five different grand families for like, hopefully as long as I can, like it could be anywhere from two years to five years. Like I just, I think it's really important to show the growth of these relationships. Like if the parents are gonna come back or if the grand grandparents are gonna end up adopting them and being their primary caregiver for, you know until they're in college or whatever. Um, I feel like you can't just go in here, shoot for two weeks, call that a documentary. Like, I think there needs to be so much growth with this story. And I, I'm willing to show that if I can get the money to keep coming back here and renting the camera and, you know, um, mm -hmm. filming with them. So that's the long-term goal. But yes, right now, I don't really like see the edit yet or what it's going to be, but I know there's something there. It's just going to take more filming. And Are you yeah. shooting on your, on your BMPCC? No, actually, I, uh, I actually ended up doing the exact same camera package that Sam got for his Sam documentary. Did. Yeah, nice. the, I have the C300 Mark II, a um, couple of Zeiss lenses, the 35 and 85. Um, I was going to get a zoom lens, but I'm glad I didn't because Sam said he didn't. And we're kind of like talking about that. And I feel like it's cool to kind of force yourself to use a fixed focal length because I don't know. It makes you like think about what you're shooting more, even though you have to be in the moment. It's, I don't know. There's something about it. It's like, I feel like there's so much security with the zoom lens, but without the zoom lens, you're, I don't know, you're forced to kind of think about it more, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I have the 35 and an 85 and then yeah, the shotgun microphone, the lab um, and basically this handheld, like I have your shoulder mount, but I'm not even, I'm just hand holding the, C300, which is working. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I haven't done a documentary in a while. I forgot like how, uh, like there's always gonna be things you miss. There's gonna be things like, there's the ethical choice of how close you wanna be on somebody, respect, like, you wanna respect this moment or do you wanna get closer in this moment? How, how far, how close can you be at the same time? It's like, totally forgot about this shit. So. Um, do you find yourself manipulating, manipulating people at times? No, never. I mean, I haven't done enough yet to really know, but I feel like it's, I'm definitely not real. I'm not, I don't know yet. Like I'm, I'm trying to think if I should even put myself in the documentary because so far 
while I've been filming like the grand family, like the kids are very much like including me in the documentary. And I think it's just because it's, I mean, it's a weird scenario. I can't imagine what it's like if someone like started following me in my apartment with a camera, like I wouldn't know how to fuck to act. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, there's that uh, layer that's definitely not helping. But at the same time, it's still interesting. Like they're definitely, I'm still getting moments where they're completely themselves and they forget I'm there. But a lot of the time they're interacting with me um, because the kids are just so interested in what I'm doing. And yeah, so trying to figure that out. I just got to keep like, which is great because I'm going to keep following her. But I feel like the more I do, the more they'll get used to it. And yeah. It could be an interesting twist if you were actually a character in the documentary as well. Because then I feel like with West Virginia or a lot of um, places that have so-called issues, um, the filmmaker is never seen. And then at mm-hmm. that point, um, it allows us to, to judge the filmmaker a little more harshly. Whereas if you're, if you're in it where you could connect the, the characters you have in the documentary with yourself, right. I don't know. I, no, I feel I, like it could it blur uh, <clears throat> some ethical things that usually come about when filming. A yeah, I agree because that's the thing. That's what I'm worried about the most. And that's what they're all worried about is if I can capture this in the right way while still showing the, the negative things about this subject. Cause there's definitely negative things, but yeah, they want me to show like the love that the grandparents are giving, like, you know, obviously, and I, I want to show that stuff too, but I feel like I got to show the other things too. And I, um, not being from here and wanting to, make a documentary about this area so bad and how much I love this area. Cause that's, it's a story in itself. Like every time I tell people why I'm here and why I'm making this documentary, they, they think it's interesting, which is good. Like they definitely approve of what I'm doing, but um, I think it would help. I think it definitely would help. Um, yeah. I think it'd be a nice preface for the documentary to have you, cause <clears throat> I think showing why you're so attracted and why you want to tell the story so much. I feel like that's very, very important to what, you're trying to do in West Virginia. Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's just that once once I do that, which I think I, I probably will end up doing, honestly, I just don't know how much to do it. And I guess that's the what I'm trying to think about is like, do I film myself in this hotel? You know, it's like, do I do things mm-hmm. like that? And even if I do that, it's like, I, I can't, I'm gonna not be myself on camera if I do stuff like that. Um, just do a but, narration <laughs> or something. Yeah, you so don't I might do like... narration. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like when I interview them, it's it's very conversational too. So like to the point where if I cut my voice out, you won't understand what's going on in the interview. Like I don't have them like feed the question back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just because I I just don't like that. I think it's just a little it just adds like a little uh roboticness, I guess, to the process. And I want them to be able to just like speak their mind and whatever's whatever is in their heart or whatever. Um, and I think that helps just not, you know, just to talk to them directly and not have them, or yeah, I don't even set them up in like an interview standard place, like with lights and stuff. Um, that's what I hope I can do. Like my, my idea for the documentary is like no talking heads at all. Just like an interview at a stoplight while she, after she just dropped off her kids at school or something and like just mm-hmm. talking about how she feels like little like glimpses like that. And you know, yeah, that, that's what I see in my head, but I'm still trying to 
get there. That's the thing about the documentaries. It's just so unpredictable. And yeah, I could, it could totally go another way if it wants to. So it's part of the process, I guess. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> I really, I want, I really want to keep filming here and um, I hope when I go back, I can submit it to something grants, film funding, investors, whatever it is, and keep coming back. Katie, you've been quiet. Well, I tried, I wanted to let you guys talk. Like, I feel like I interject too much sometimes and I laugh too much and I don't want you to have to try to mute my fucking laugh all the time. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I love the idea of the kids interacting with you and that you being, you being in it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I actually watched a camera person. It's probably like one of the best document, one of the best docs I've seen, but uh, by what's her name Kirsten Johnson or Kristen Johnson uh, she was like a cinematographer for the past like 25 years in docs um, and she like made this documentary where she's just like taking all the moments that have always stuck with her from her process of filming document you know documentaries why, why can't I say that word right now documentaries <laughs> documentaries um, <laughs> documentaries documentaries um, <laughs> documentaries and she but yeah I I recommend you guys watch it because it's such a she's definitely included in the documentary (laughs) the documentary oh god I'm sorry guys she's definitely included in it yeah that's amazing and no that's it you should just watch it it's great and I feel like uh the way she does it is she doesn't like I don't know, because when, when I think of including yourself, I think of, you know, putting your face in there and, like, being all dramatic and shit. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I'm about yeah. to go here and do this. And I just... I I, I wish it's there was a better... It's not a YouTube way. video. It's a... No, it's, no, a yeah. it's a doc. Yeah, It's exactly. not, like, a vlog. Yeah, so... Um, I actually... Yeah. I think I remember when you were first talking about West Virginia in your script. I can't remember. I don't want to claim it as myself saying it, but I I remember somebody saying claim it. that that sounds like a good good documentary. So it's interesting to see you go through with that. Yeah, well, I think I love uh, Claire Zhao who did the writer and songs my brother taught me, and I feel like my dream is to somehow merge those two worlds. Uh, so I think it's interesting that I started writing it fictionally, and now I'm actually doing the the doc and you know i mean hopefully one day that can lead to me merging the two worlds um yeah i just i felt like i wasn't ready to uh do a fictional film with like real people from west virginia because i just don't i know a lot of people here but i haven't found the ones i'd want to you know have portray a character slightly based on themselves like in a film like i just i don't know it seems difficult and I feel like it takes a certain somebody to do it. And I feel like, you know, when you meet that person, but um, again, like I said, I think the doc is the way to go for the story because it's just, they're all so excited about it too. Like the program, they just, they, they, they really believe in what I'm trying to do, which is cool. Um, because I really do think if it is something good, it, it could help them a lot. And obviously like, that's the, the dream goal is that you can make this and it can actually like, produce some kind of change 
or raise some kind of awareness to something that people don't know about or don't care about at the moment. Um, like that's, that's the long-term, long-term dream goal. But um, just the fact that they've been so excited about me making the document. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it's like engraved. It's engraved in my brain that it's documentary now and I, it won't leave. So, but they, they, they strongly believe in the doc and they think, uh, they think it's, yeah, I don't know. The fact that I have their support makes me feel really good. Um, Cause that's what I was seeking when I first came here. I was really nervous that it was going to take a while to have them trust me because they, they, there's a lot of just bad docs on the area and like news pieces and articles. I think I've mentioned it in my old interview with you guys, but, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like I said, people come here and they think they have a grasp on this area in like a week, but just like anywhere else, it's just so complex and you, there's just all these other things you have to understand before you can really like tell these people's stories. Um, Authenticity is your number one goal. And I feel like that's where a lot of other filmmakers fail is they just, they just want to go shoot a doc. Whereas you, you have like a real connection to what you want to shoot. I feel like the product's going to be really good because of that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey everyone. It's your host. It's his post edit. I am trying to figure out a way to bridge the previous conversation to this new conversation, but I can't figure out a way to do it. So we switched the topic to now talking about set life. Even though that shoot was kind of like <laughs> crazy. It was but fine. It was, it was literally it was, fine. Yeah, it was just, um, it was crazy in like a different way. It's like we were, we didn't have a lot of money and we we're like struggling to make something cool, which I'll always mm-hmm. like, that's just that indie style. Like I'm, I mean, hopefully I'm not doing that the rest of my life, but um like there's something about that that feels nice and fun but uh I think one thing that I learned from that is I just like given the situation like I just gotta relax (laughs) that's just it yeah even if I'm there on set like there's nothing that my poor attitude is gonna do that makes this any better so I just gotta relax that's no, it's a good note for uh, just any, I've realized that too. When I was uh, assistant directing that commercial for uh, Heather, the square commercial, mm-hmm. it's like they had so many, cause I don't know if you guys heard, but like Heather couldn't be the first AD anymore. Cause she was what? with uh, the art director from the previous day. Cause the shoot was like weeks long from the previous day, uh, got coronavirus and I guess Heather was riding with him and so she had to get like tested and cleared before she can come back to set so they moved me up to first AD and this was like the, the, yeah which was cool and this is like the night before and they put me on FaceTime with the cinematographer and like the producer and like Heather was there and she was helping me like walking walking me through uh, the storyboard and the schedule and stuff and like to be honest it's uh, it was all over the place like no she she did a great job organizing it it's just that the director shoots in this kind of like docu style, but it's like commercial at the same time. So there's just like all these things she's trying to grab in the moment. And it's also a COVID commercial. So there's like, there's like certain, you gotta like watch out for certain things. Like you gotta make sure this person's wearing gloves in this shot. Cause it's like service industry and they want to show it in a good way and like COVID mm-hmm. compliance and all that. And so they're like, you ready? I'm just like born ready. And <laughs> inside I was dying. 
but uh <laughs> i got there i'm just like i'm just gonna be like the cool chill guy and yeah like i was trying to memorize the schedule and shot list and like i feel like i was putting so much energy into it i'm just like all right i feel like this is enough like i don't need to keep doing this i'm just gonna like there's some things i have questions about still i'm just gonna show up and just like just relax and we're gonna figure it out <laughs> and that's what i did and luckily heather came back after lunch that was good okay good but it all worked out um before that um but yeah yeah that was that so <laughs> great yeah i mean good. i think like deep down inside we just have to be who we are like once we're under pressure and we're being this alternative person that's when we we make things harder for ourselves and other people like you felt more comfortable being mellow whereas yeah also i I feel like I'm most of the time a chill person. So you are. I should have just been chill. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good, I think, yeah, film sets, it's easy to like let something bother you and instantly turn it into a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, there's no need to do that. It's like, and like also that <laughs> stupid Amazon show that we won't talk about that we worked on. I feel like that's how we survived it too, was just having fun with each other we still took it seriously we still like did our job you know like we worked hard like me and sam were like basically handheld that entire shoot like filming 40 minute long dialogue like shaking oh my gosh (laughs) but i was definitely exaggerating but like seriously felt like that um but yeah like we still did our job and i think in order us to take it seriously like having some fun and calming down and mm-hmm. relaxing made me like when I turned the camera on I had to record like I'm like all right now I'm doing my job take it seriously and then yeah let it go after <laughs> when we say cut so <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that season two is out yet uh I don't I doubt it yeah we don't have to talk about <laughs> they shot another Just one did shot. they ask you guys to do it did they shoot another one? No, we were on. No, we were on season two. Oh, you guys did season two. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we, we yeah. knew that it wasn't going to be too much fun when nobody from season one was on the same crew for season two. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> that. Yeah. That was funny when we all showed up and like we didn't know what was going on because we all showed up like earlier than the director. We all like remember we got into that circle of everyone yeah. who like showed up early, and we were just like, "So what are we doing?" And then everyone was just like, "I don't know. Do you know?" It's like, "Was anyone here from season one?" Everyone's like, "No." <laughs> and then we all like, I think I looked at you guys. I didn't know you guys. Yeah, and we just, I think we just both had the same look. Like, this is gonna be <laughs> something's wrong here. There's something weird here. <laughs> something was. was so right because it connected the three of you guys. And That's it was- true. Yeah. so yeah. like meant to be we always talk about it because it's just so fucking funny <laughs> funny moment in our lives <laughs> oh yeah that was like the first week also that i like got to like actually know sam and it was just weird oh, yeah, that we sam. were already in like yeah i met sam and then the next day we were in a hotel together for a week which was interesting <laughs> Oh, I forgot you guys. I, I mean, I knew that, but like, I don't, I forgot you guys, you knew like tangentially knew each other or something like that, kind of. Mm-hmm. We did like 
a couple things before that, but they weren't. It wasn't ever like me getting to know no Sam. But totally. Have you guys seen Mank? Did you watch I'm it, Katie? Tr- I started no. it. It's okay. First of all, it's for so anyone boring. who knows Mankowitz. <laughs> The dude was a cool ass motherfucker. Like he was a fucking badass. He lived like a super cool life. And yeah. A, the screenwriting is shit. Okay. The screenwriting is, is shit. It? I don't know who Jack Fincher is. Is that his son or his brother or something? It's, it's his dad. It's, oh, it's David yeah. Fincher's dad. Oh, God. Maybe he felt That's obligated. Crazy. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> the, the script is so bad. The writing is so bad. And I literally feel like Mankiewicz must be like turning over in his grave because he was like one of the best writers ever. Damn. And then uh, the also like, why did Fincher make all those choices? Like it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I find it appalling. I'm sorry. And I can't mm-hmm. even, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. No. Did you? I no, like I, I agree. I, I only watched it because I know a person in it, but oh. yeah, I was, it was so hard to get through it was so it's terrible. Hard. And every single, like, there's absolutely no character progression. And the dialogue is just, it's just, I don't know. It's, just it's pointless. Every <laughs> single scene is pointless. And these are, these are the guys that, like, they talk so snappy. They talk so cool. They were assholes. Yeah. They were funny. Like, those, that was the best dialogue, like, of the yeah, century. Th- yeah. You know? And, you like, a field oh. day with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Billy hey, what are you doing there? Huh? See? Yeah. I don't know how they <laughs> <No>. talk. <laughs> so good. But, anyways, yeah. Well, it's unwatchable and it's such a shame. Because, yeah, sucks, no, I yeah. got Mankowitz's bi- autobiography. He was such a cool dude. Like, he was, yeah, he was wild. Yeah, I've been Aww. watching a lot of stuff. I'm looking at Yeah. My... Your letter. How do I follow you guys on Letterboxd? Yeah, you need to follow us. I know I want to. What do I? What do I do to get on? Like follow you guys? Uh, yeah. I think. Well, what? What's your thing? You're on Letterbox. Yeah. What? I think I'm probably Aslan Star. Yeah, Aslan Star with two R's. Mine's just my name. I found you. Okay. Mine's A Wilson Film, like my email. Oh, beautiful. Oh, cool. You're following me. Okay. Thank you. Now I'll find. I'll find you, Brandon. I have taken Saving Private Ryan out of my top 10. What? Wait, Why? I think, I think I, that's crazy, first of all. I, I think I saw this, though, because you made a list on Letterboxd, and I think I looked at it. I don't remember seeing Saving Private Ryan in there, but I did, I did <laughs> yeah. love your list. I love your list. Okay, what's, what's in the top now, Brandon? I, love I mean, it's basically the one. same thing, except number one is thin red line instead of saving Pi ryan yeah i'm like a big terrence malick fan i'm so happy you are i really am like his movies yeah have you seen all the rest of them Mm -hmm. uh, i literally sat down one day i was so obsessed about him i sat down and watched nine hours of terrence malick movies that's like that's like two that's like two movies (laughs) Well, let's let our viewers know that well. uh, we're kind of changing up our schedule. We're still going to give you guys episodes. We're just wanting to give quality episodes. Um, we just want to put out the best quality that we possibly can. So uh, that means that we're taking a little bit more time with our episodes, but we're still going to guarantee that uh, we're putting episodes out there. 
Uh, and I would say that that's pretty much it for this podcast. Have a, what do you guys think? <laughs> um, yeah. And thank you listeners. Like Brand said, we are going to change some things up. Not as many episodes, not like it's not going to be once every, what was it? Every Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. We have some other guests and, uh, yeah, we're going to take our time with them and, but I promise it's going to be worth it. Some good yeah. people, really good people coming up for 2021. Yeah. that's right it's so exciting we're really stepping it up we love you guys uh, if you like what we're doing please rate and review give us five stars and share with your friends and tag us and merry christmas happy holidays stay safe happy holidays merry happy, christmas. Christmas. happy hanukkah and uh happy new year and yeah it's kwanzaa 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 yes yes all right, guys. And stay positive and pessimistic. <sighs> Love it. <laughs> <coughs> All right, bye, guys. Okay. All right, All right see ya. Okay, night. <laughs> see ya. Bye.